friend's like, hey, come to church with me. Come to church with me. I'm like, I don't want to go to church with you. They, is, doesn't Jesus hate me? No, he doesn't hate you. He loves you. I'm like, sure, why not? Let's go to church. Why did you think Jesus hated you? It was because of the other condition that I dealt with as well. I can dealt with the autism. That was one. And then there was another thing I dealt with as well, which was like, okay, God, this is a little much. Don't you think? And what was that? It was actually homosexuality. That was something I dealt with for a very long time. Uh, can you just go ahead and introduce yourself for all the people watching your testimony right now? Hey, everyone. I am Danvo Ferguson, and I'm a member of Spirit House Ministries. And Danvo, can you just let us know, where are we right now? Well, right now we are in the beautiful city of Miami, Florida. Come on. And what is the, uh, the, t the testimony that you will be sharing with us today? Well, today I'll be speaking to you all about just my condition and what God's done with me regardless of it. Mm. So where does, your, where does your story start? My story starts when I was born. When I was born, I was perfectly functional. I was doing fine. I was a preemie, premature baby, but even still, it was fine. But then at the age of two, I suddenly stopped being able to speak or communicate with people. And I started to use my hand gestures. I started having to use things around me. And I had to show my family, hey, I want this or I want this as I grew older. And this happened for a very long time. I got diagnosed with, the, uh, with autism when I was at the age of two. They gave me some shot at that age, and after that, I stopped. I couldn't speak, I couldn't communicate. I had trouble learning material. It took me forever just to get a word, to learn a word. I couldn't say it, of course, but just to write it down on paper took a while. And so that's continued on to the age of eight. And after that, I was able to speak again because my family took me through speech therapy and also a lot of prayer. My family, they, are, they were a Christian background, so they have a firm belief in prayer and a firm belief in God and what he could do. And so they prayed for me. They took me through all these classes. So they did both the natural and the spiritual. They did both aspects. They didn't just believe all in the supernatural or all in the natural. They combined them both. And it worked. At the age of eight, I saw my first word from my mom. She freaked out, celebrated. I was like, oh my God, he's talking, he's talking, he's talking. Can you say it again? Yeah, hi. And they were just going ecstatic. And from there, after that, school was easier to do. To do. I started off at the ESC classes when I was younger. Up until fourth grade, I was ESC. And then when I got into fourth grade, they switched me in, into regular classes. And I started doing well there too. And then in middle school, fast forward, I'm now taking honors courses. And then once I get to high school, I'm taking AP classes. Wow. And this is someone that society would deem as someone who wouldn't be able to function mm. at all. And don't get me wrong, I still have my quirks here and there. I still had little things that showed I was autistic, but I didn't let it define me. And I still don't today, after all this time. Now, how does God fit into all of this? Well, I'm a singer. <laughs> I'm a singer, I sing, I'm part of the worship team 
for Spirit House Ministries, and it has been nothing short of a joy or an honor to be here and to be able to sing to the Lord. At the age, again, the age of two from the age of eight, I couldn't talk. Yet, I'm a singer. How is that funny? That's hilarious. God has a sense of humor. He really does. You would think that, no, not this guy. He shouldn't be singing. You're right, I shouldn't be. Yet, we're here. I'm singing, I'm talking, I prophesy, I pray, <laughs> I do the whole nine yards. And it's all for the glory of God. Christ came back into my life at the age of 18. Because again, my family was from a very Christian background, was kind of a religious background, so I didn't understand things. So I kind of went to the ways of the world from 12 on to 18. I was like, forget this church stuff, we're, we're good for a while. And the reason why I came to God is because I was going through a very depressive time. I was going through a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of insecurities. Like, it was really, really a tough situation there, which I won't go into too much detail about, but it was a very tough time at that time. Where was that fear? Where was that coming from? The fear was coming from just not being able to do what I need to do in society. It was coming from this just wanting to make an impact in the world and fearing I won't be able to do that. Hmm. I believe that as human beings, we all want to make impact in the world somehow. We want to leave our marks, so to speak. And that was a giant fear for me, is that I would just live my life ordinarily and kind of just let the days pass. And so around this time, I get invited to church, I'm going through suicidal thoughts. I'm going through all these things. My friend's like, hey, come to church with me. Come to church with me. I'm like, I don't want to go to church with you. They, is, doesn't Jesus hate me? No, he doesn't hate you. He loves you. I'm like, sure, why not? Let's go to church. Why did you think Jesus hated you? It was because of the other condition that I dealt with as well. I can dealt with the autism. That was one. And then there was another thing I dealt with as well, which was like, okay, God, this is a little much, don't you think? And what was that? It was actually homosexuality. That was something I dealt with for a very long time. I had that at the age of 18 and the age of 12, and I grew up with that as well. And that's a whole nother story. That's a whole hour I could give you. <laughs> but I'll spare you some that time. Long story short, that was something I re-went through, and it was a tough time, and I, would, I told my friend, like, look, God hates me, okay? He just hates me. Didn't, doesn't the Bible say people go to hell for this? <laughs> and she's like, yes, but he loves you. I'm like, didn't he give this to me, though? <laughs> no, that's not how God works. Hmm. Oh, are you sure about that? Doesn't he, like, rule everything? There's stuff we don't understand. You understand that when you come? I'm like, sure, let's go to church which freaked me out, by the way. First time went to church, freaked me out. I saw people fall on the floor. I saw people praying in tongues. I saw people getting healed and people being touched and them being knocked down. I saw people crying tears. I'm like, what? Why are you crying? What's going on? At first, I'm like, is this some witch convict? <laughs> Where's Harry Potter? <laughs> it freaked me out. But something tugged my heart. I was like, no, this is real. Stick around with it. Stick with it. Something's going to happen. Stick with it. You and felt that inside of you. you yeah. yeah. I felt that tug. The funny part is, usually people go to the front and do the sinner's prayer, right? right? I never did. I did the sinner's prayer in my heart from the chair I was in. 
And most people would say, that doesn't count. But it clearly counts, because 12 years later, we're still here. <laughs> like, something changed my heart that night. And I was like, you know what? I think God is real. I'm going to give him a chance. Let's do this. And so I walked through the next five years of my life in that ministry, which an incredible ministry. Like, God did a lot there. I learned about having a relationship with Jesus. I learned about what it was to heal. Well, actually, no, that wasn't until later. I learned what it was to pray, what it was to seek the Lord, what it was to worship and prophesy, and about the supernatural and all these things. I learned so much while I was there. And then later on, I left. And that's when God started telling me, um, son, I kind of need to heal you from some things. I'm like, no, we're good. We're good. We're totally fine, God. You don't need to heal me. He touches an area. Ouch, that hurt. I need to heal you. Okay, I understand. <laughs> and so now begins the next part. Whenever I talk about this next subject, it gets a little difficult because that was a very tough season of my life. I went through what typical people call church hurt. Church hurt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically, you kind of got let down by your, by your ministry, by your church. Like, they kind of didn't do well by you. And so what happened ended up happening in my case. I'm not going to go too much detail for that. I essentially, um, I got ousted for many, many things. I got shafted for many things that came to the worship team, when it came to different things. Like, I could sit here all day and tell you about that. But essentially ended up happening how we got to this point now. I took a couple years away from church after I left. Two years, because I couldn't, it was, the, the pain was so bad, I couldn't sit in church for two years straight. Wow. Nothing clicked, nothing fit. I just couldn't do it. The only thing I could do was get in the Bible and, read, and just get in the presence of God. Read the Bible and get in the presence of God. That was all I could do for two years straight. And now we're in the fun part. Meeting Pastor Freddie, meeting Spirit House, meeting this awesome team. I met Freddie through a friend of mine, actually. He, um, sorry, she, my friend, we're like, have you heard of Spirit House before? I'm like, I haven't heard of Spirit House before. Who are they? Oh, I hear that this young team, they're causing revival and they're doing prayer. You should come join. I'm like, revival in Miami? I don't know about that one. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I gave up on that a long time ago. And she's like, no, no, no. Let's check it out. I'm like, okay, you, your call. First day I get there, and I am floored. I am floored by the presence of God. I am bawling my eyes out. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And where does the autism fit into all of this stuff I'm saying so far? It fits in because it's something I have to constantly live with. I have to constantly live with it, I have to constantly deal with it. It's not easy. There are sometimes I'll do random things or I'll think random things or I'll have random gestures and I know someone's not gonna understand it and they're not gonna get it. But yet God in the midst of all of this is still using me regardless. He still chooses to use me, he still chooses to work with me. And so coming here, I'm like, God, are you sure you wanna do me to do something here? These people seem they got it all together. They don't need my help. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good by themselves. I'm like the last guy. And then God's like, no, you're, you're exactly what I'm going to use. And so God told me to start praying for them. 
start praying for the team, start praying for them, and listen to my voice. I'm like, God, but, and this is, I was going through a thing at the time because I was like, God, I'm autistic. How am I supposed to hear your voice? How can I hear your voice the way that you? He's like, how else? It's by faith, right? Well, yeah, I mean, everything to do with you is by faith. So why should autism affect your faith? Hmm. Why should it affect your belief in me? You have a point. You have a point there, God. Okay, you win. <laughs> As he always does. P.S. Don't fight with God. You will lose. <laughs> it's a fact. So moving forward. I'm with Spirit House. I started, I just started there. I've learned a lot with Freddie and just growing with him and seeing all the things I've seen. It has nothing short of a blessing to see people get on fire for God, seeing people being lifted up and encouraged and just invigorated in their faith and on fire. Just that excites me so much. And to see prayers come to pass. Ever since I've been here, my, my prayers have been coming to pass left and right. I've seen manifestations of prayers in a matter of months, sometimes the next day. And I look at God like, uh, God, why me? <laughs> I'm like, again, the last guy. And God's like, what more do you want me to tell you? Uh, you have a purpose. And part of my purpose is worship, but also it's intercession and prophecy. Those are like my three big things. It's worship, intercession, and the prophetic. And so I hear God pretty, I pray, I, we do all right. We do all right. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm the best at hearing God because there's always more. There's always deeper depths of God. But what I can say is that we all right. We cool. <laughs> I can think of one time where hearing God actually came in handy big time. There was this major, there was this prophet one time that was kind of going through some stuff. I won't go into too much detail. That's their personal story. But they were kind of going through some stuff, and they called my pastor. They called Freddie. Like, hey, Freddie, have this person pray. And that person was me. Have them pray for me. I'm kind of going through some stuff right now. I prayed that very night for them, and the next day, they got their answer. Wow. Like, the next day, they got their answer. So let me tell you, your condition has nothing to do with the power of God. Come on. It has nothing to do with what God can do in your life. And that's something I, as a testimony, as a living testimony, I can say that. After the years I've had, after the trials and the tribulations and the difficulties, and the depression, the anxiety and the fears and the insecurities, and the dealing with the homosexuality and all that stuff, I can tell you, if you'll say yes to God, God will use you. He doesn't care what you're dealing with. Just tell him yes. And God will see you through it every step of the way. And as I started being part of this ministry, God also started healing me from so many things as well, including the homosexuality itself, because I found a place where I could actually walk that process out properly, where I could say, hey, I'm dealing with this. I'm struggling with this. Yeah. And, and they're just like, you know what? We love you all the same. You're still a child of God. That does not like how I say this, you're a child of God, you're still loved by God, and you know you want to do right by God. So who are we to judge, or who are we to take that away from you? And 
because I had the space to process it out and grow, God could actually deal with it for real, for real. And I can say now that from where I was three years ago in Spirit House to where I am now, I'm an entirely different person. An entirely different person. You can ask Freddie, you can ask Wesley, you can ask the whole team if you want. <laughs> where God's taken me these last few years, nothing short of a blessing. And I'm excited for what's to come. To see people be charged up in prayer, see people be charged up by the Spirit of God. To see them just engage with God in worship. To me, that is just a giant passion. Yeah. When, when you took that time away from the church, you mentioned that uh, you know you believed that Jesus hated you because of the homosexuality. What did he reveal to you that changed that perspective for you? Well, me and Jesus one day had a real sit down. We had like a, a Dr. Phil style sit down. I call him Dr. Phil Jesus. Come on. <laughs> because like he handles my problems, he deals with my issues, and I'm a firm believer that if you'll come to God, he will answer. Yeah. And so I asked him, God, like, how come you don't hate me? You should. Mm. God's like, what's the difference between your sin and anyone else's? Whew. I don't rank sin like the world does. Sin is sin in my eyes. Do I not say that in my word? And I'm like, yeah, you do. You don't rank sin. He's like, exactly. I don't rank it. In my eyes, sin is sin. And I give the same mercy to everybody else. Why would I not give it to you? Especially someone who actually loves me mm. and is after my heart. Why would I not give you mercy when I give mercy to so many other people? And because of that mindset, I was like, you know what? You don't hate me. You don't. You love me. And you want me to walk this out with you. Exactly. I want you to walk this out with me day by day. I want you to sit with me in my presence and let me transform you. You don't have to change. Let me change you. And the beauty about Jesus is that he's not even looking to change you. It's just because you're in his presence that you change. It's because you're with Jesus, with his divine nature. That's why you change. It's not that he's looking to change you. It's just that because you're with him, you're going to change. Yeah. But yeah. That's essentially my story. I encourage you out there, if you're struggling with homosexuality, first and foremost, know that God loves you very much. Know that God will have a relationship with you whether you're struggling, whether you're not struggling. Know that God still loves you and he still comes after you. And he still wants to be with you regardless of what the church tells you. The church will tell you, oh, God doesn't like you. God, you're going to go to hell. Let me tell you something, if you're after God's heart, God will come for you. God will come after you. And God will help you through it. God will navigate you through. You're not meant to live a life of misery or depression or sadness or pain. You're not meant for that. You're meant for more. And to the person that's looking at me and you're disabled or you're going through an issue, I encourage you this, believe God. My parents, my family, they believed God for me. And now I'm here talking, I'm here singing, I'm here prophesying. I'm here declaring the word of God. I'm here doing normal things. And it's not because I had the power to do it myself. I didn't. Yeah. I was powerless. I, hadn't, I couldn't do a thing for myself. But God intervened and God came in. And he changed my life. He can and will do the same for you. 
What can you say in a nutshell that Jesus has done in your life? <sighs> he brought me from a very dark place. If I could just numb it all up to one sentence, he took me out of a very dark place and brought me into his light. That's the best way I can put it.